two very empowering guests with us today. They are Brazilian spiritual healers, Tanya and Greg Stewart, who met in Brazil while Tanya was serving as a volunteer working alongside John of God. For approximately one year, helping him with his healing work at the Casa of Don Ignacio in 2005. Tanya and Greg have both shared the stage lecturing on spirituality and the spiritualist centers in Brazil and the U.S. However, their primary mission is healing. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. And during this healing service at the spiritual centers, Tanya and Greg, one or both of them, may channel a spirit speaking either in Portuguese or English. Wow. Along with these occasional messages, they also pass healing energy directed by their hands around an individual's body. As ordained ministers, they both are granted permission to touch another. Tanya is an unconscious trance medium and usually does not remember her work while in spirit. She has had her um, clairvoyant gifts since childhood and is a natural-born medium. She studied alternative healing and psychotherapy in Brazil and began working as a pranic healer in 2001. Now, Greg is a conscious trance medium and will often remember many details of his work. Greg has um, had his first mediumship experience shortly before going to visit the CASA in Brazil for the first time in 2003. Today we'll find out more about Tanya and Greg's special healing work and what experiences they've encountered. Uh, Tanya and Greg, we're so excited to have you with us. We're going to have such a great hour. We're so glad to be here. It's really a privilege, uh, particularly in light of the distinguished guest uh, we've seen you've had on your show in the past. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Now, I'm (laughs) going to start out my first question for Tanya. I know um, you're a native of Brazil. Were you born and raised in Brazil? Yes. And from how old did you know you were a medium? I mean, how old were you when... You recognize that you were a medium. Uh, after my 12 years old, uh, my father has a spiritual house, and I I grew up in the, between in the spiritual world and uh, the material world, and all the times in my in my house in my childhood, I have a a lot of medium and a lot of people uh, asking for help in the door, and uh, they have a great a spiritual uh, uh, worker there, and I remember all, as a four or five years old being there and uh, talking to the spirit in that time. So that and was just a. Sorry, I was just going to say that was just like your second nature. I mean, that was you thought that everyone could do that. Uh, what, what I what I think uh, in the spiritual book, Alan Kardec said, uh, everyone is a medium because we have our ability to the, to be connected with the the energy, and uh, but some ones have more uh, gift more than others, and I think all my family is a gift. <laughs> my mother is a medium, my father wasn't. 
but he was the president who was directing and take take care with the material uh things of the this to to growing the spiritual house but uh, i have uh, two brothers and four sisters and all of us is medium and uh, my my children i have a son and daughter and both of them is medium too is natural okay. medium Paula, can I share with your listeners? I'm I'm so proud of Tanya. Uh, I'd, I'd like you to know that you know Tanya. When I met Tanya in Brazil in 2005, she spoke only three words of English and had never taken an English class. And she's only moved to the United States recently when we got married in 2008. So if if you can't understand uh, a couple words, uh, ask me and I'll uh, I can translate for you. Well, she's doing incredibly well. I mean, if I moved to Brazil, I would not be half as speaking Portuguese as well as she does English. I'm very proud of her. Thank you so much. So, Greg, do you want to tell when you got started being a medium and what took you to Brazil? Yeah, you know, what took me to Brazil was I had a friend um, here from California who, out of the blue, asked me to accompany her because of her illness. Um, but when you ask a person when they're a medium, you know, our culture in the United States doesn't really support or educate much about this type of phenomena. You know, now, of course, we have some television shows and more and more authors and books, but by and large, the populace in general, at least when I was in high school in the 70s, you didn't, you didn't hear much about mediumship. So I had some experiences that were a little frightening for me, and I didn't know what they were. So I, I buried it in the background of my life through a whole entire life, career, uh, another marriage. And then when I received this invitation to go uh, in 2003 uh, to Brazil, uh, I was going to say no because my friend was living in California. I was th- at that time on the East Coast. And uh, I had a million reasons why I could say no because I was busy with my business I was running. But the next morning I said, well, I'll call you back. Let me sleep on it uh, and I'll call you back. And I was prepared to give her this big list of reasons why I could say no. And then I called her back. Before I, as, as I woke up, I heard a voice literally telling me to go to Brazil. And I felt myself grabbing for, for the phone to call her before I could stop my hand. It was a very uh, interesting experience. And so I accompanied uh, this woman to Brazil. And uh, she, at the time, had been diagnosed with inoperable cervical cancer. And in 2003, in October, we arrived there. And she started getting better from the first day. And uh, I was there two and a half weeks, and I helped her rent a small house, and she was there uh, for approximately three months. And uh, and she's she's still alive today. Now it's eight years later. So uh, that was my uh, the reason why I went. I didn't go for any particular illness of my own. And um, there's a phenomena there at the casa. They call it the current room, where people sit in current, and it's it's a way to give and, and feel energy of healing. Uh, that other mediums donate with their hands. And it was so strong, I felt it so vibrantly that it had a market effect on me. And I and I actually could begin to hear messages from the spirits while sitting in that environment. So it, I would say that my uh, uh, sensitive gifts were enhanced. And I went back to the casa to sit in that current with John of God uh, probably, I think, 15 times and finally met Tanya there in 2005, she was actually working there as a volunteer, working next to John of God, holding the medical instruments, and she was in charge of the current room and saying the prayers. And the three words that she would say 
would be close your eyes because I was always trying to open my eyes and peek to see what was going on. So that's how I met my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Close your eyes. (laughs) When I get a chance to meet both of you in person, that's going to stick in my mind. (laughs) Uh (laughs) So when did Tanya start working with John of God? I started working there in 2004, in October 2004. I have a serious car accident, and I broke my back, and I have explosion on my T11. And uh, the doctors that time told me I cannot walk again, and I have to sign the document uh, before the surgery. And uh, that night, uh, I have the spiritual surgery. The spirits came, the doctor Bezerra of Menezes, he came to me and ha- and he said, you you be walk through this hospital with your legs. And uh, the doctor will tell you, you will not walk again, but tell them, God said, you will walk. And I told the doctor the next day, and they cried, and they said, but uh, even though you be walk again, you have to be for at least one year at the wheelchair. In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. And uh, and five days after my surgery, I was walking through the hospital on my legs. And after two months, the blessing I have, and I was prepared to come back my my work. I worked for the governor in Brazil that time as a director financer from the health insurance of the governor. And uh, I felt, and I hit my back in the corner of the concrete, and my screws, mm-hmm. as I have six screws in my back, and the screws go up and down and bend. And one of the screws was almost broke. And that time, I come back to the doctor. They make an MRI, and they said, you are a miracle of God, and we cannot put our hands in you again. You have to pay us. That time was like a $100,000, and I didn't have that money. And they said, you send me to the hospital at the federal governor. The public hospital. In Brazil. In Brasilia. And then I have to wait. And I, I never have an answer for my appointments until today. But I, I was in bed crying and praying for God and said I'm just eight, 38 years old. A lot of things to do. And uh, I, well, what will be happen with my life? What happened with my life? And uh, that night, uh, John of God materialized in front of myself in the bed. And he said to me in a louder voice, come to me and you be get healed. And uh, I didn't have a courage to ask him who or him or where he was. And uh, the next day I told my mother and my mother told her friends and anybody uh, noticed who was that guy. And he came for the second and the third time. And on the third time, I have a courage to ask, who, where are you are? And he opened his arm and said, I am here. And I saw a beautiful house uh, with a white and blue walls. 
and a, a lot of people was wearing uh, white clothes and uh, spoke in different language. And I started to cry again because I think I didn't have money to pay my surgery, even though to go to another country. And uh, my mother's neighbors told my mother about John of God. Her niece was healed in John of God. And there was a lot of people from another all over the, the, the world, and people wore white clothes. And they brought me there, and when I went there, I immediately I recognized the place. And um, that day, I think, have more than 1,000 people. I have to interject here. This, this, this place where John of God works is only three and a half hours away from Tanya's home, and she didn't really realize that it was there until she had this dream, and then the neighbor told her and verified her dream, which I think is amazing, wow. three and a half hours yes. away. So and she didn't know about I, John of God. I, so, I knew uh, so Greg, what, Greg, what did you say that she didn't really know about John of God before this? She had place? she had known of a young healer some I think fifteen or twenty years ago, but had forgotten him. And she remembered uh, seeing a picture of his face. And when John of God was younger, he looked different than he looked now. So when she had the vision of him, she didn't understand who it was or where he was because he looked so different in the vision. And he showed her this place with the blue walls and all the people wearing white clothes, and it turns out that it's three and a half hours from her home, and she didn't know it was there. And thank uh-huh. goodness the neighbors uh, the neighbors knew about it, and then that's how she ended up there. The neighbors uh, helped her mother and her uncle take her there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk about miracles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when when I uh, was in front of John of God, he has the doctors, the spiritual, he worked through him. And uh, the doctor, Augusto of Almeida, he said, why you want to suffering, daughter? Go to work. You are medium. You, ha- you must work and sit in the current and don't pray for yourself. Pray for those who are in need more than you. On that time, I had to wear my uh, my back brace, back brace, and uh, I could not sit, and I could not stand for a long time. I had just to be laid down and uh, uh, on the bed, and uh, I was sitting in the current, crying to a, a lot of pain. Because the chairs were very, you know, very uncomfortable there. They were sort of wooden benches at the time, I think. And uh, the entity told me. <clears throat> daughter, if you want to get healed, you need to live here for one year, and you cannot come back to your city in two months. You must stay. And uh, my mother, thank God, and my family, her neighbors have a niece living in Abadiania at that time, and she uh, accepted me living with, in her house for during the time I, I was need, in need. And uh, for one week, I have to to have a tax, taxi, the taxi, and was just a four uh, four uh, blocks far away from the casa. And uh, in the second week, I was walked by my legs. And in two months, I received the healing. I took off my brace. It was in John of God's birthday on June twenty second. And that day, I took off my brace. And uh, I, 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 I didn't feel pain anymore, and I could walk, doing exercise. And 
and one week later, and the entities, the doctors, called my name and asked me to serve John of God uh, for nine months. And that was the, the time they were preparing me to go to another land. You were supposed to go to another land to work? Yeah, and at that I didn't have an idea where I, I would be able to go because I thought I cannot speak English. I never studied English before. I thought could be in, uh, in Portugal. They speak Portuguese there. Could be in Spain. And I spoke. I speak Spanish, and uh, I never ever thought I would. I was able to come to 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 night in the states before I met Greg. I never thought I would visit Brazil, and I never thought I would marry a Brazilian, and then bring her to the United States. So, <laughs> so we have plans, but then, as we say, God has a different plan, and we're very happy He had that plan. <laughs> And we just need to be open for his plans. <laughs> right. And there's a, a, a little bit of the story I could uh, uh, share with your lis- listeners regarding Tanya's healing. And it, it goes, it's sort of a core belief of the Casa, uh, the Casa where John of God works. Most people think that they're going to go to see a healer like that and he's going to wave a hand on the first day they might get a miraculous healing. But by and large, from what Tanya and I have seen there, many of the healings take place over time. And a great majority of the healings take place with people sitting there, coming there every day to meditate, uh, three days a week, in the room that where we have this phenomenon, what we call current. And so that was Tanya's healing. She was told to sit there in a very uncomfortable chair for two months. Uh, and she even said, hey, this hurts too much. I can't do this. And he was like, sit down, stay there. <laughs> you're going to sit in that chair, whether you like it or not. And imagine having a broken back and you're sitting in one of those chairs. And after two months... That's when most of the healing took place during that time. And then imagine the next week they ask her to stand up on the hard tile and concrete floor for eight hours a day on her feet and work and walk, and she did, and and she was fine. So there's a lot of different ways to get to a healing, but that's that's her path. That's how hers came about. And they have something I want to share with you they say in the casa. The spirits actually say it. I, I heard it sitting there. And then I, I've heard different people from the house in Brazil repeat this, and, then, and, and this is what it is. Your healing shall come in your gift and service to others. A lot of people there come with a lot of problems, some even near death, and they're very surprised to hear that I'm going to be expected to give now. And uh, it's amazing how that change in sentiment when people open up their heart and come with the loving and, and the spirit of forgiveness and giving that, that some of them do get healings. And, of course, not all do get healed, but we've seen many, many people receive their healings there. Well, I know I, I know like three people that have gone there, but they only go there for a short period of time. I would think, I mean, they only go there for maybe a week. Is that long? Because from Tanya's story, maybe that's not long enough. I, I think you know if, if there have there has been I think one uh, Brazilian uh, master's degree student did a study at the Casa a number of years ago ten years ago and she published the findings and at one point I had my hands on that book in Portuguese and someone helped me read it, um, it, it the, the results are almost random in terms of who goes there how long they're there whether they believe or not. For example, you know, there have been people that have all the faith in the world they're going to get healed that go to a healer like John of God, and the healing that they want doesn't come to them. However, we would say as spiritualists and spiritists that they do get a healing of the soul. 
then there's the anecdotal stories of people that went with a friend that had some strange medical condition that they didn't even believe they were there like a joke just for fun or whatever, and then they got an amazing overnight healing, overnight. And and so it's hard to ask why. We just know that it happens. It can happen in a week. It can happen in a year, in two years. And so, uh, and and then there's the stories. Tanya just reminded me. There's the stories where people send down a picture of a friend, and that person never even goes. And then they receive some miraculous healing here in the United States from having sent their picture there. I know we just uh, saw uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Uh, he was mm-hmm. speaking in person in San Jose, and he told the story of working with John of God. And his friend just brought his picture down. He didn't go in person. Didn't know and, that. Uh-huh, he actually had, he was in Maui, and there was a, um, he was told that he was going to have surgery done on him, and he didn't believe it, and he tried to get out of bed. He ended up being in bed for a week after a major surgery, mm-hmm. and he was and he was healed. So there's many well, ways. Wayne Dyer is, is, is a wonderful uh, uh, American uh, speaker, and if I if I could dare to say I, I you know for us that study spiritism and spiritualism and that's a that's a part of a larger subject of what we're talking about I think Wayne Dyer demonstrates some of the characteristics of mediumship because when he when he gets on PBS and speaks for two hours without pausing for a drink of water with no notes there are some that would say he's got spirits in the spirit world helping him right I mean the the words just come into his mind he doesn't even know what he's going to say but it just comes out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, I've met him before as well. He's a, he's a wonderful man. So, um do you want to explain to our listeners how uh you and Tanya and John of God work with the spirit world? I I would and and you know the, there are there you know it's it's interesting and I I want to just preface this by saying you know, Tanya and I, are, we're happy and sometimes amused that there's so many television shows on in the U.S. now. The media is very interested in the spirit world, but they're interested in the spirit world in a somewhat strange way. For example, you have these Ghostbuster shows where they set up $50,000 of electronic equipment and then they go hold a ghost and, and talk sometimes meanly to them to try to get them to make a noise or say one word. And then if they hear a word or hear a noise, they take off running like little kids. And now this is not to put down those type of shows. Tanya and I see this as the as a new beginning in the United States for the mass public to be open to the idea that number one, the first premise is is that our soul lives after our body dies. For if you see another ghost, why would we think that we're going to perish? Yet there's other ghosts that are allowed to remain in the spirit world. So that's the first. It's the proof of the con- continuance of the soul. Secondly, is it's it allows people to be open to the phenomena of, of spirit and spirits. And so these shows are a good first beginning. And, of course, then there's more sophisticated shows in the media, like the show that was so wonderful, Medium, that was on for a while. And so we love all of these shows. But there are yet enough other groups in the U.S. that seem to know quite a bit about spirit. For example, you've had spiritualist churches here for since the 1850s. Uh, of course, the main church will be based out of Lilydale, New York. And then in Brazil, we have what we call spiritists, and there are over 13 million spiritists today in Brazil, and they form centers. They form nonprofit centers. The largest one I've ever seen was in Brasilia, where it had 224 classrooms where you could actually go and study mediumship, everything from materializations to trance mediumship to psychography, all the different forms of mediumship. 
So the culture in Brazil is a lot more open to it, and I think by and large knowledgeable about mediumship than uh, most of the public in the United States. So with that said, uh, there will be some people that would hear what we talk about that will go, oh, sure, yeah, we know what that is. And there will be some other people that will say, will think it's just absolutely hogwash. So um, we try to speak to everyone. Um, uh, so that's the preface of what is transmediumship. Transmediumship, there's different degrees of it, is, uh, is the type of mediumship where you, uh, you close your eyes, you go into uh, a semi-sleep state, and then you, you, through prayer and meditation, you draw a spiritual mentor or a spirit guide close to you, and then they are able to connect with you, connect with your auric field, and uh, there's varying degrees of what can happen. Sometimes they can give you a message which you would repeat in your own voice. Uh, a, a higher degree of transmediumship would be where they come in closer and they speak their voice through your vocal cords, and if you are also a physical effects medium along with the trans medium, sometimes there is ectoplasm that comes around your vocal cords and your voice will change markedly, even to the degree where you could not even speak like that without the spirit. And in the case of John of God, who is a 100% a, a trans medium where he's completely unconscious, he's able to walk around and affect these incredible surgeries with the spirit talking and working through him and he claims to not have any memory of doing so. Uh, in the case of my wife, Tanya, she has very little memory of what happens uh, when she's in trance as well. And for me, it's a different challenge because this started gradually, you know, later in life. And um, when it started in Brazil, uh, I was so uh, enthralled by it and interested, and I wanted to study it. And so the last thing I'd want to do is go to sleep and not remember. <laughs> I want to be there aware <laughs> And so this is the biggest challenge I have is to, to take Greg and put him to the side and tell him to shut his mouth while the spirit uh, th does the work. And I've, I've gotten a little bit better at that over the last year. And part of it is because, you know, we're doing our healing circles now, a minimal once, sometimes twice a week. We both are on our feet in transmediumship. So in your circles, are others allowed to bring in their spirits? Um, we have... A wonderful group that started uh, working with us over the last year. My gosh, and I hope it's okay, but I want to just give you their first names. Andy, Sarah, Sean, Bill and Edith, Marciella, Craig, Dale, Derek, Jenny, and Janice. And some of them are developing uh, uh, different facets of mediumship very slowly on their own. And um, they are asked from time to time uh, to come up and assist. Um, but... The way our group works is it's really led by the uh, the one spiritual mentor, uh, uh, Dr. Paulo, and Dr. Paulo generally will tell us uh, how we're going to conduct the circles, and he he will be the one that will ask people to come up and help. It doesn't happen all the time. It happens a little bit. Um, but to date, Tanya and I have not met anyone yet who has a focus on healing via trans mediumship, um, and and I, it's, this is a bit rare. You do have trans mediums in the U.S., but generally they, they want to sit in the table and usually keep their eyes closed, and they'll bring through, say, a message uh, from an ascended master. And, of course, an example of this would be uh, Esther Hicks, who, who brings forth the, the spirit of Abraham, the group of spirits of Abraham. 
But by and large, Americans uh, have not gotten used to the fact of actually getting up and walking and, and doing this type of healing. So um, uh, as far as I know, Tanya and I are the only ones doing that, but, you know, we don't know everyone. So when people come into their, your circle, uh, um, do they receive healing? I mean, is that what's yes. the purpose of them coming to your circle? The purpose is, sole, is solely for healing. And uh, we've had circles as large as 60, 60 people, and everyone gets attended. Of course, that can make for a long night. But generally the way it's set up is we have a partition in part of the room, and we have two massage tables, and then we have our, 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 our group of people that help us with the current, and those are the names I read you. And they'll, they'll be sitting in chairs around the massage tables, uh, and sitting in current means you put your feet flat on the floor. You put both palms facing upward with your palms facing upward, resting on your thighs, and you close your eyes. And uh, I actually lead the group in a meditation. Actually, it's the same meditation that the spirits gave me while I was sitting in current in Brazil, directly from spirit on how to help provide this current. And and then the other other folks that come are sitting outside of the partitions, and they're led in prayers. Um, occasionally we'll come out and help them raise the energy and then we have someone who will bring invite two people two at a time to come forward to lay on the massage table and then they'll go back and, and of course it's all strictly voluntary and we start with the message of the, the gospel according to the spiritism by Allan Kardec and reading the message and uh, uh, asking for someone to open to pick it up the message and uh, as always, the message coming to the group is beautiful, is amazing. It's for what that group was uh, need and uh, help a lot in the healing of the emotional level. You know, Tanya and I, uh, through this work, and, and remember when it started, uh, first of all, before Tanya and I married, I started doing this back, back east in 2004 by myself. And then Tanya joined me, and then I stopped, and it was, she was the only person doing the healing. And then, then we started again doing it together, and uh, I think both of us would agree it's much more powerful when we're both together and we give each other support. But what, what I've learned, particularly when I was helping her, um, is that the spirits would talk to me, and they would tell me the different issues through her, how to hold our hands, how to imagine colors of light, which we call chromotherapy, and it's amazing to see uh, the spirits are very aware of, of emotional issues and thoughts and problems that begin in, in, in the body outside of the body. In other words, illness, they, they tell us, does not begin in the physical body. It begins in the auric field. It begins in the, the negative thoughts that people put out there. It can even be affected by your past karma, even a past life. Not to mention the physical things that we have in our earth today, you know, the toxins and the poisonous chemicals. So it's a very complicated notion, this notion of, of healing. So, um, frankly, it's much easier to close your eyes and go to sleep and let a spirit take care of that. But uh, we are aware of, of a lot of what they're doing, and a lot of it is energy-based, and it does happen uh, over time. So uh, Tanya works with uh, Dr. Paolo. Is that Paolo. Who, uh, and, he, mm-hmm. and he comes like in. Paul with an O on the end, correct. Right, mm-hmm. Paolo. And he comes mm-hmm. in and works through her. Yes. Do you work with the same person, or do you have your own? Um, well, it, with me, it started with uh, a, an entity that only spoke Portuguese. I've learned Portuguese over the years, and Tanya and I, for our first two years, uh, marriage only spoke Portuguese in the home. And so with me, it started with a Portuguese spirit, and he wouldn't identify himself. 
And then now more and more have come. Um, I have a, a wonderful now Englishman who Tanya identified as my mentor over two years ago, um, and his name is Dr. Frederick Rudolph. Uh, we've, even, we've even had contact with a German, uh, uh, famous German scientist named, Wil- named Wilhelm Reich, uh, I still do have two or three Brazilian spirits that speak. Uh, the most well-known to Brazilians would be uh, Dr. Bezerra Jimenez, and he's a very well-known uh, 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 person in Brazil because he was the father of, of modern spiritism in that country, was also a physician when he lived, and did a lot of charity and a lot of good with the poor. And so um, I, on two occasions I delivered a message, one to a church here in Sacramento, uh, with Dr. Bezerra speaking through me, and Tanya had to translate. Remember, imagine, imagine Tanya had to translate my Portuguese into English for the church. And uh, we were we were both surprised because had this happened in Brazil, Dr. Bezerra is so famous and well known as a spirit and a prior you know physician there, they would have not believed that an American was bringing through their great spirit. Probably wouldn't have even believed it. So we thought it was very interesting that he chose to do that here in the United States uh, in a small group of people that virtually didn't even know who he was. Uh, and then Tanya has uh, had other spirits uh, come as well. And this seems to be the way it works with spirits, is that a groups of spirits work together. Uh, one word they use in Portuguese, they call them phalanges of spirits. And uh, some will they'll come and they'll go. And, and, of course, that's the case of the Casa, which I have got. Someone said once there was over 33 spirits there. And we have had spirits... Uh, uh, contact us from there. We don't advertise that uh, fact too much because we don't want to compete with or take any way, anything away from the experience that the people have with John of God, of course. But we've had have a lot of contact from some of the spirits there. And for me, that's where all this started. You know, it started going there and sitting there. And in fact, the first day I was there, I was chosen by the spirit of King Solomon, very aggressively. Uh, I'd been there all the 15 minutes, and he pointed at me and said, you, go to work, sit down. And uh, I was shocked that, that I was going to be asked to donate energy in another country, uh, and this was all very new to me. So yeah, I, I think that uh, you could say that Tanya and I both made some spiritual friends from our association with uh, John of God and the Casa there. Now, do you? Uh, this might be in my imagination, but uh, over the phone, <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel energy coming over the phone. Do you do, do any work over the phone or... Well, they tell me that's called distance. They tell me that's called distance healing, and I and I will I will tell you an experience. When I first got back from uh, the casa in 2003, the 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 major thing that happened is is I held my hands up and said a silent prayer for a 350 pound man and it knocked him on the ground. And they call that slain in the spirit. Now, at the time, I wasn't educated with religion or spirituality, so I didn't even know what it was. But I had someone. I was in Washington, D.C. area at the time. I had someone in California who had some major problems, a different person. I said some prayers over the phone, and all of a sudden it put them to sleep, and they called the next day and said it was amazing. Now, that's not. we don't believe that that's us that does that. We believe that through prayer and good intention and continually doing this work, we believe that we have an association of wonderful spirits with us, just like the CASA has, and probably I'm being helped to speak right now because I'm a little nervous. And so sometimes you'll feel the energy from that. Uh, we call it spiritual phenomena, not all the time. When we don't do this for show, it just happens when it happens. And by the way, that's also why Tanya and I do not accept, uh, we don't do readings. 
We don't have people coming to us and paying us uh, to read tarot cards or telling the future or answering questions about what the lottery numbers are. Uh, uh, we don't do that type of work because all of our work is based and led by the spirits. Imagine if you were going to sit with someone for an hour and give them a reading and the spirit guides didn't show up. You're going to be under a lot of pressure to produce. So we don't have we don't do that type of work. Now there are wonderful mediums that do and they give amazing results, but for our particular journey with the healing, that's not our path. If that makes sense. So are you guests of spiritual churches? Like I know there's one in Redwood City and San Jose. Um, do you go? Do you ever travel to become guest of the different churches? Yes, yes, we do. As a matter of fact, in it was China, January, February, we spoke in Reno with the spiritualist church yeah. there. Uh, we tend to frequent a spiritualist church uh, here in Auburn called the uh, Spiritualist Chapel of the Pines, um, and. Uh, I think there's another invitation Central. coming up. Oh, yes, that's right. We actually conducted our healing circus service uh, during the church service at the Spiritualist Church here in Sacramento on Marconi and Fulton, the central Spiritualist Church here. Um, and, and, and it's interesting. You know, we don't uh, we don't really join just one church because we're you know we're doing our own thing with our Brazil, Brazilian spiritual healing group, and what we do is a little bit different from what the spiritualists do, and it's also different from the spiritists as well. So, But they welcome us and we work with them, but it seems to be better for us to remain slightly autonomous, you know, doing our own, uh, with our own group. Well, the reason why I'm asking is because uh, a lot of our listeners are from the Bay Area, from mm-hmm. Monterey, Santa Cruz, San Jose, up mm-hmm. to Redwood City. It would be great for you to be able to be a guest in that oh, area. we'd love to, and we'll be happy to go anytime. In fact, I, I you know I lived in the Berkeley Hills for a few years and just loved that area, whole area. I know the area well, so so you tell your guests if they like to have us, uh, we'd love to come down. Do you have any stories you want to share with us? Something that really um, blew Greg away while he was, or Tanya away while the spirits came in and worked on someone. I, I want just just is coming to my mind many times, and uh, <laughs> I want to tell you uh, before I met Greg in Brazil in 2005. I met him uh, in the second week of December in 2005, and uh, I had a dream three months before. I had a dream I was married with the man is looked like Greg. And uh, I wake up really in love, and I say, God, where is this man? Uh, and I have felt so much love, and my heart was huge, and I was happy, and I uh, have a lot of hope because I was divorced. For I got married my first time. I was 16 years old, and I was divorced after my 10 years marriage, and for 15 years I was lonely and wait for God bring someone who really loves and accepts me as a medium as I am, and as I am, uh, with my defects and my qualities. And that time, uh, I had a dream. I was married with this man. I wake up so in love for him and pray for God where this man is. <laughs> and uh, after three months, I was the casa. Uh, my service to help uh, the the spiritual work at the ha- at the casa 
was often the, the current home uh, with prayer and meditation before John of God came. And uh, during the time when John of God was entranced, I was helping uh, to conduct people to the current or the surgery, whatever the entity asked me to do, and hold the, the surgery instrument. Uh, and then that day in particular, I was d doing my prayer in Portuguese, and that man was in front of me in the first chair and looked at uh, me, and I was trembling. My legs cannot be stand up for a long time. I cannot breathe. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God, that is the man of my dream, exactly, exactly that man. And I I was scared because, you know, women, when they really want to love, are waiting for the love of their lives, when they, they come, we are just afraid to love. And uh, he came to me three times and asked me a lot of things, if he can talk to him. And I, I was scared. I said no. For many times I said I don't just speak Portuguese. And he spoke with me in Spanish. And I, I liked Broken it. Spanish. And I lied to him. I lied. I lied to him. I said, I "Do not understand the Spanish. Only speak Portuguese." And uh, make a short story. Make a long story short. Uh, we just after three days, and uh, we uh, get together. And for until today, we never ever was separate again. But the entity at that time, Greg was leaving. In uh, Washington D.C., he has a hotel in Berkeley. Uh, I had a, I had an inn and spa in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, called the Inn and Spa Berkeley Springs at the time. And that and that time, the 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 spiritual doctor told me, we we are preparing you to go to California, and there is a lot of sons and daughters of this house uh, who need you there, and. Uh, you you are preparing to go. And I said, my God, where is in California? Greg was living in, uh, close to Washington, D.C. And uh, Greg invited me to come tonight in the state. And that time, it was really hard to a, a poor woman who didn't have a job because I was receiving money from the governor and uh, didn't have uh, proof to tell them I can come by my own and visit uh, the, this country. They never, ever gave someone a visa to come here just to visit in that condition. And the entity told me, you are going to California, and you have a visa for five years, and that visa uh, is for you to resolve your situation in that country. And in five years, after five years, we set up the healing group there. And it was amazing. I asked for visa. Greg wrote a letter, was responsible for my for visiting him. And I got a visa for five years. And I came tonight in the States. And uh, in uh, March 2011, 11, my visa expired, uh, the five-year visa. And I in, in May... 2011, I got my permanent resident visa, and that when we start, and the son Ignacio is the, the mentor of the cause of John of God, appeared to me and said, "Daughter, it's time to start your work." 
Mm. Wow. I think maybe they chose California because California may be more open than most states. I agree. Do you think that, Greg? Well, you know, I lived in California for years, uh, and I was went through a pretty rough divorce uh, in 2001. And then to get away, I bought this uh, historic inn and spa there in, in West Virginia. And the four years that I was there, uh, it, was, it was my dream to own uh, this hotel, a spa and a restaurant the whole thing. And, and you know what? Being away from California, away from the wonderful people here, I was not happy. And that's one of the reasons why I was so interested in, in going to Brazil was to just be able to get away from the uh, the really tough business I had to run and and the sense of not being able to be open like we are in California. And so it was it was somewhat logical that we would come to California. But at the time Tanya had this vision, I, I had had not even sold the hotel yet, and was had no plans to come to California. So. Sometimes I feel a little helpless in all of this, <laughs> you know, uh, her with her visions. But there's, you know, there's a much greater story to tell here uh, with the spirit world and, 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 and John of God. As what we've what we've learned, Tanya, over her whole life and myself over the last eight years, is that it, many people don't believe, but just because you don't believe doesn't mean it's not true. And we've seen many people that do begin to believe, and they start to understand and see the universe and God as something quite wonderful, but more amazing than they had ever imagined. And our, you know, our circles are completely non-denominational. Although we say many Christian prayers, because Tanya and I grew up Christian prayers, you know, and at the Casa, of course, they're always saying the Hail Mary and the Lord's Prayer, both in Portuguese and English, and we do say uh, the Lord's Prayer. Uh, but we also have a lot of things that we believe are very akin to what Jews believe with reincarnation, uh, the whole study of the Kabbalah, very similar to that. Of course, the point being would be Jesus. We do recognize Jesus. But when we have people come to our circles, we respect what they believe. Our, our perspective is, is that each of us has a little tiny piece of the puzzle, this grand, enormous puzzle that you put it together and you have the essence of what God is. So we all have our own piece and why do we have to think that our peace is more valuable than someone else's? So we invite people to come to our healing circle, and we, we respect their beliefs, but also we, we ask them, okay, please don't be offended if we're going to say the Lord's Prayer, if you have a different belief. Because the prayers, whether you believe them or not, they really raise the energy and they have a wonderful effect on the work. Uh, and uh, we, we'd like the Christian churches to be more open. We'd love to be presenting at the Unity Churches. But when you have doctrine, see, it's, it, the, when a church has a doctrine, that's a great thing because you need rules to follow. We, we're, you know, us human beings, we're like kids. We're rebellious kids. We need to follow rules to be good people. But when you have rules, then it's hard to let someone else in who, for example, believes in reincarnation if your church doesn't. Or if, if you believe in contact with the spirit world. And, of course, a lot of Christians don't believe in contact with the spirit world. They don't believe that it's good. But we have seen much good come out of this contact with the spirit world. So our mission is one of education, of being open and honest as to what we've learned, to sharing, and we've been quite surprised at the amount of Americans here that do have quite a bit of knowledge about spirituality. Um, and you probably you've seen the same thing with your show. And the people are so open to receive the, um, all the information. And uh, we have today in the world a lot of information about the spiritual world about the religion, and uh, I think we are just ready to move our life. And the beginning of this year, the, the message of the spiritual world was, tell people, please let the past go and 
and uh, uh, make a space for the new energies coming to the to the earth. And uh, we one of, one of the most important for me is a forgiveness. That is the biggest medicine of the soul. When you do forgiveness, forgive yourself and forgive others, and you create amazing space for the new uh, and the, for the healing energy come to your life. Even though it's a physical, it's emotional, it's a spiritual, or it's a, or it's a financial situation, when you let the past go and learn the lesson you need to learn, the universe is, is abundant with a lot of blessings energy to us, to all of us. Tanya, when you um, get your visions, do you see, do you get them, um, do they give them to you regarding the earth itself um, and how the earth is changing or is it, are are your visions basically regarding people? Uh, It's both. And uh, uh, every time when the earth is passing for some transition, I felt myself and I have a lot of situations, emotional situations, until I have the, all the answer I need to 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 understand. It is is a planetary situation, or when I, I in my in my counseling, spiritual counseling, and my um, healing office, and when I have a contact with a with the person is in front of me, I have a contact with the higher self. And uh, and then I can see more personal. I can and uh, can see some situation from the root. Uh, was in that this life? What life was that situation start? Now do you, you spoke you of physical pictures. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do they do they give you physical um, pictures? You actually see maybe people um, physically or or what kind of when you get the visions, what do the visions look like for you? They 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 sometimes look like a TV show, <laughs> like a, a a big screen open in the top of my head, and uh-huh. that I sometimes I can watch. I just watch the situation there. <clears throat> now you spoke of doing surgery. Uh, does Dr. Paolo uh, does he do surgery through you on a person? Well, we spoke of uh, they do the physical surgeries in Brazil, uh, but mm-hmm. us, of course, being in the United States, we would never say that we do uh, any type of physical surgery. Um, there is some touching on the body, uh, and a lot of it's also passing hands over the body. And um, there are there's phenomena that people experience, and they'll tell us things afterwards that's amazing. But um, we're not using a scalpel, and we're not our hands are not passing, you know, inside the body like, for example, the Philippine surgeons or, you know, what they do sometimes in Brazil. So in that sense, we say we don't do surgeries. Uh, we actually we call them you know, spiritual treatments. But what what the doctors doing? Uh, we have to know we are not the physical body. We are uh, we have many many energetical bodies to compose the, to be here in the physical body. And this physical body has the chakras, the center of energy. And uh, most of sometimes the, the, the spiritual surgery is made in the spiritual bodies. Now, have you ever worked with the Filipino surgeries, uh, surgeons before? 
We have not ever worked with one. However, a friend of ours has put us in touch uh, with uh, uh, a man named Reverend Romy, who is supposed to be coming to visit us uh, here sometime in April, um, uh, which which will be a new experience for us. You know, we're we're open uh, to uh, meeting new people, learning new things, um, and so if if anyone wants to meet him. Uh, you know, you can contact us. And regarding all these things, in terms of our three healing circles in Carmichael and Auburn and Nevada City, um, it, will your listeners have a way to contact uh, your show and get the, uh, the dates and addresses of our events? Is that Will that be possible? Well, we can announce them now, and you can give out your phone number in case somebody wants to uh, sponsor you as a uh, guest in the Bay Area. Okay, absolutely. Well, let's do that first. Um, probably the, I'm the easiest to reach because I have an email address that's exactly my name. And uh, my name is Greg Stewart, G-R-E-G-S-T-E-W-A-R-T, at AOL.com. So, again, that's Greg Stewart at AOL.com. That's the best way to reach me. Uh, my direct phone number is 916-860-9250. That's 916-860-9250. And we have three different healing circles that are in the Sacramento area. Uh, one meets uh, in Carmichael, California, on the first and third Friday of every month. And the next one will be coming up Friday, April the 6th, and then Friday, uh, April the 20th. And we have one in Auburn that meets at the Spiritualist Church there on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month. And our next one there will be April 12th and then April 26th. And then we have one that meets the second and fourth Fridays in Nevada City, and that the next one there will be April 13th, and then there'll be one April 27th. And if you contact me, I can email your listeners a flyer, which will give them the addresses of, of where to go and what time to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd like to also take this opportunity to let your listeners know that Tanya is actually taking a tour group to visit John of God and she's also going uh, with an author named Ruth Megan, who's a local author here, who's written some books on spirituality. And the two of them are taking a group on June 18th through June 30th, this coming June, just in uh, a couple months. And there's still time if anybody wants to sign up and go on the tour with them. And I can't imagine a better person to go to see John of God with than someone who used to work there who knows him very well in the workings of the Casa, not to mention the fact that she, of course, speaks fluent Portuguese. And then time so, is also available um, uh, as well with her private uh, therapy, um, and she also has a crystal bed that she brought back from the casa. It's a it's a contraption that has uh, crystals suspended over a massage table with colored lights that pass through the crystals, and it's really wonderful. And they have those at the casa as well, John of God. So, so do you have the crystal energies uh, in your healing circles also? Um, Tanya's mentor has a crystal that he'll occasionally uh, ask to work with. I also uh, brought back the two of the crystals that were crystals officially of the Casa of John of God that they they give for certain people. I have those I bring. And we appreciate and we love all those types of things with energy. But for us, those are just tools that that we might occasionally use. And they're not a huge part of our work, but, but, but they're there. Now, with your tour going down to see John of God, are there, uh, will you be going to uh, diff- uh, other places other than the Casa while you're It'll there? It will mostly be the Casa. The, the normal okay. time to come to the Casa is two weeks. 
And, mm-hmm. and so it's basically a two-week time at the Casa, and there will be a couple other little small side trips, you know, in the area. But it's mostly in the Casa. And, and people need to go, if they're going to go and get healing, they need to go and rest and stay in that one place for those two weeks. It's it's a wonderful experience. It will be a, a spiritual treat. And can I give you an exclusive on your show today, which I hope this won't get me in trouble, but we received an email from the Casa this morning from a friend of ours there who said they saw Oprah Winfrey sitting in front in a chair next to John of God in a couple film crews there today. We got that email. Oh, wow. That's what well, that's, that's what quite I an exclusive. And, 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 and he, my friend said, she she was sit beside John of God and crying all the time. Oh wow! I'm getting chills from that one. Yeah, yeah it's girl. beautiful. She she is so beautifully amazing. So do we do we have time for just a, a thirty second uh, Portuguese prayer yeah. for helping to raise the current? Yes, oh, please. Yes, of course. Okay, I would ask your listeners to close their eyes. Vamos fazer corrente de energia de curas. Let's make a current of healing energy. Que a força de Deus esteja nos nossos corazones. Que nos incorporemos à luz divina. May the force of God be in our hearts. And may we incorporate the divine light. Que a sensation. Amen. And may God bless all of you with light and power, with love, and with the divine love with God is within all of us. Be permanent in your life. Bring joy and happiness. Bring faith and courage. And being with the God, with God always in your life. Just hold God's hand and trust God for for everything you are doing in your life. Be with God, and may God bless you all. Thank you so much. Thank that was you. beautiful. And thank you for being with us today. It was wonderful. The time just went quickly. Yeah, it was yeah. so quickly, and thank you so much. May God bless you. And uh, we want to thank uh, uh, Reverend Patricia Johnson. Oh, Patricia Johnson. We want to thank her for this opportunity as well. She is a so beautiful soul, and we are so honored to have her in our lives. And I look forward to meeting you in person. Thank you. We'd love to to see you both. And thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. you. Have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.